Hello everyone and welcome to episode 47 of the All-In Football Fantasy Premier League Show podcast. FPL is back and I for one am absolutely buzzing. I'm the FPL guru Alex Rex and joining me today are my usual suspects of Barry Stokes and Scott Williams. Scott, I can see you're already looking at your phone for the first time at Fantasy <laughs> Football <laughs> since the world cup yeah. ended i i can't wait to to uh to listen to you talk about this um your your team can i uh, give me give me a couple of highlights what players are still in your team that should well be? it's just taken me 15 minutes to remember my password um <laughs> um i don't, i'm not sure what canati is doing in there for a start um I, I, I really don't know what i was thinking there i think i asked one of our good friends Cully if he'd play and he said yes pretty sure he didn't play the last game and uh, yeah, um, yeah, Gordon. Harry Kane's worried me now. Can't take pens, so I'm not sure what he's doing in there. He might have to come out. I don't know. I'm just gonna just gonna listen to you two because you you absolute chalk and cheese compared to me. I've not looked at it. you two. I've probably looked at it every day still. <laughs> I uh, since the um, since England got knocked out, basically, I've started looking at it again. Because um, that's for me when the World Cup ended, really, except for the probably greatest game of football I've ever watched in my life uh, in terms of the final. But uh, Baz, how you doing? You excited for FPL to return? Yeah, um, it literally, kind of same as you, but since Wales got knocked out, I was literally doing about 50 million drafts of uh, who's going in. <laughs> um, so yeah, so quite early on. Yeah, <laughs> that's when the uh, that's when the clocks were give a give a time, wasn't it? That <laughs> long ago when Wales got knocked yeah. out. <laughs> well, uh, today, uh, thank you ever so much for everyone joining uh, joining in, tuning in, and joining in. Uh, if you want to follow us on our uh, Instagram, TikTok, and uh, social media platforms, on football pod, on football p, and don't forget to like the video if you're watching on YouTube and subscribe to our channel as well as subscribe to wherever you get your podcast from if you are listening on podcast spot. Spotify, Apple, etc., etc. Thank you so much for tuning in. We've got a lot to cover today. We've got the World Cup, just to round off. We've got to cover England. We did our poll on Instagram. Thank you, everyone, took part in that in terms of Southgate in or out. Then we've got to cover the return of FPL. And, uh, yeah, we're going to go through our watch lists, and then we'll see the FPL gurus, the guy who's at 4 million in the world's first draft. So these are the 15 players to avoid. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about the World Cup. Baz, got some stats for us, haven't you? On the, uh, on the yeah, World Cup. A few records, yeah. Fire um, away. So, <laughs> the, one, the one that's interesting, scored the most goals, 172. But it's had the most nil-nils. It's had eight nil-nils. So, Madness. obviously, there's been quite a few goals galores flying in. Um, obviously, first woman to officiate um, the, in a World Cup match, Morocco. Enough said about that one. Did really well. Come first um, African team to get actually to the semi-finals. Mm-hmm. Then the mm-hmm. second hat trick. But in my eyes, the first hat trick that actually should have counted. Um, <laughs> it was over the line. <laughs> then obviously Ronaldo scoring in five, um, and then Argentina actually getting awarded five penalties in the whole tournament. So that's the most ever. And obviously Messi just smashing the uh, records in Argentina and, and I think to end the debate about the goal. 
I was going to gonna say, is 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 that is that it now? Like in 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 your eyes, Scott? I mean, I, I don't like these debates really that much anyway because I know they're very generational. But in in our generation, does that end the debate? In well, particular? the very the very generational, the very what's happened in the last few months out there. Let's be honest, we've all the the careers of Messi and Ronaldo couldn't have been more polar opposites over the last couple of months. One of them's really just let himself down, in my opinion, and Ronaldo, which we've talked about previously. Yeah. And the other guy's just got his head down and inspired a nation to win a World Cup. So yeah. Um, I, I, I was one that was saying before before all this when Ronaldo was moaning and stuff. It's really put me on Messi and this World Cup is. I've got such a man crush on that man on the screen right there. For anyone watching on YouTube. Lionel Messi, he's oh, he he is the greatest of all time, and he's certainly the greatest of our generation. And he he was amazing. He was absolutely amazing. I thought, as as he is he over the hill, is he just going to be a bit back, bit back, play a little bit of magic? But he was fantastic. He rightly won that best player of the tournament award. I thought he was brilliant. So yeah, the go. I couldn't couldn't agree more. Uh, it, 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 perfect analysis. I think it almost made me want him to win it more because of the way Ronaldo had conducted himself. I'll be honest, I'm, I'm not an Argentina fan, really. Um, but I, yeah, even I was sat there watching the final, going, "Yeah, kind of, kind of hope they win more for uh, more for Messi than anything else." And Mbappe to score a hat trick though in 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 the final was just I mean because honestly I thought I watched the game I thought it was terrible for seventy odd minutes I th- and then he just oh, suddenly God. yeah and he just suddenly decided to, to change the game he's the only I say other than Jeff Hurst to score a hat trick in a final and then his other records the only other teenager the uh, only teenager additional with Pele to score in the World Cup final that he did before which is just I mean he's with just a Jeff Hurst and Pele Mbappe was unbelievable uh, was it the best final you've Ever seen? Yeah, one hundred percent. I don't think there's any debate about it for me. I, 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 I mean, as 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 a final in general, just across all finals I've ever watched, I would say it's up there with the drama of Istanbul, the drama of Man United by Munich, and yeah. for, for my perspective, when Scunthorpe beat Millwall three two, which was genuinely a great game. If anyone's not watched that, <laughs> have a go on yeah. YouTube. It's got one of the best goals you'll ever see in a final, not by a Scunthorpe player. It was, by a, a Barry Millwall player, but it's right up there with those, and for me, comfortably the best that I've ever seen in the final. Out, it was, it was. I was putting it in our football chat. I literally was struggling to breathe. I was knackered. It just, it's just like the, the amount of groans coming out of my voice in this living room. I don't know what the names thought was going on here, but I, I couldn't believe it. What was going on? Like you say, from seventy minutes, it was a bit, it was a bit meh. But bloody hell, the rest of the game, my days, what drama! Amazing. Um, wanted to cover off a, a controversial topic first of all. So the uh, the the bish that Messi was made to wear um, when he uh, lifted the trophy, the uh, the little robe, as Gary Lineker described it as. Um, just to, so, so everyone does know, it's a, it's sort of a Qatari tradition of of, and it's like about nobility and uh, it's about being like basically. It's it's one of the highest honors you can give somebody in Qatar to put the uh, to to put that robe on the on the person. And I, for one, found it very annoying. And I found it annoying. And I I tried to ask myself the, the the real question as to why did I find it annoying? Why did I not like it? And was it to do with it being a Qatari tradition and the fact that I wasn't comfortable with the World Cup being in the first place? Actually, it, it wasn't because then I asked myself the question of if he, if someone whacked a sombrero on him, would it annoy me? Yeah, it would. If someone put, you know, like any other tradition, it, it, it would annoy me. I wanted to, I kept the, the final on in the background to watch him lift that trophy. 
for however long it took for him to actually get to the stage to lift the trophy when Infantino, or you know, that complete mess of a man, decided he was going to actually let go of the trophy and give it to Messi and stop touching him on the back. But I was waiting for that moment to see that photo that's on the screen right now, basically, him and his Argentina shirt lifted. And I was like, and I found it quite annoying, actually, that it wasn't uh, wasn't in his, in his uh, just in his kit. But hey, that's my my pers- my perspective on it. I I'll do I'll, I'll do I'll do you here, Alex. I completely agree. Road of Kings. That's what the, that's why I got got told. It was like the Road of Kings. So it's a great honour for Messi to wear it. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, it'd have been nice if you can actually see him lifting the with the Argentina yeah. top on and not with a robe on. But I think. I think when I think when you see pictures about him winning the World Cup, I think it speaks volumes that you see this one on the screen, and then you see the one where he's kissing it. Yeah, definitely. And this is seventy-two million. It passed the egg in the most liked photo on Instagram. <laughs> what, what an absolute day! Uh, <laughs> let's um, let's talk about teams of the tournament. So I got this one up, which was a BBC Sport one about the Opta World Cup, and this is just, just Opta stats about the World Cup. It's in front of me here, but but uh, lads, um, if you could, could talk, just just name your team of the tournament, and just maybe uh, give one or two me- mentions or moments or of highlights of why you've got that person in. Um, we'll try to cover it off. Do about maybe about a minute each or something. So if you, if you want to start, Barry, go for go from you. So I've got the same same goalkeeper, Livakovic. He made the most saves. Uh, the World Cup made 25 saves. Um, so that's an incredible stat. And he was just basically just a penalty king. He saved so many penalties as well. Uh, right back, I've got Hakimi, like like obviously BBC's got on on there for YouTube watchers. Um, it was just just uh, basically summed up Morocco, really, because Morocco was all energy, all impact, all going to hammer and tongs. And Gavardiola, however you pronounce it, centre-back, he was just a rock, apart from when Messi turned him left, right and centre in the game. But he was he was class. Well, I haven't gone more Marquinhos for my other centre-back. I've gone for um, Sias, uh, Sias. Um, Rock and centre-back, obviously, he was a big miss when he came off. He was uh, doing really well. I'm doing a time um, on you, Baz. I can't help it. Because otherwise, we could talk about this all day. Right, one minute, 20 yeah, to go. Right, left left back, I've got the same. Um, and then midfield, I've got Amberat, Amberat, Griezmann, Bellingham, Messi, Mbappe, and then Alvarez, because Alvarez does the work right for Messi to be a free roll. There you go, done. Oh, here he is. He's got there. He smashed it through. <laughs> you had another minute left as well, Baz. Right. Sorry. I'll smash it up here. The Scott can have some... That was, that, that was even faster <laughs> than I thought. Scotty, 1.30, go. Yeah, well, I don't think I need that. I, I'm very similar to Baz and very similar to here. Matt, for me, one thing I will say, for me, for someone to be in the team in the tournament, that doesn't make a semi-final at least. They needed to have done something extraordinary. I don't personally believe anyone did do that. You know, Maguire had a great tournament, Fernandez, etc. But for me, no one stuck out. Martinez for me in gold. I feel like if it weren't for him, they wouldn't have won the World Cup. Um, that last second save and then his absolute... Housery in goal was amazing. Uh, Hernandez left back, same. Gradiol, same. Hakimi, same. Put Romero, I thought it was class for Argentina at centre back. Amrabat in the middle as well. Um, I put Fernandez for Argentina. Came in in sort of the last group game, I believe. Excellent. Point. And yeah. he was he was a big difference then. Big difference. Um, and for what, 20 year old or whatever he is, he'll be getting snapped up. It was in Portugal, isn't it, at the minute, I believe. Benfica, he'll be getting snapped up. Mbappe, obviously. Griezmann, obviously. 
Um, the work rate he did for me was was different class, against, especially against England. Um, Messi, Ovs, and then, yeah, I agree with Alvarez. Big difference when he came in for Martinez. Yeah, Martinez had a terrible tournament, didn't he? Let's be honest. He and then did. he missed that, missed that header at the end, and then... Uh, which was after the great save by Martinez from, uh, was it Chiramo? Who, who was it who had the shot? Um, the other lad who came on for... When, uh, uh, yeah. French lad. Yeah. French lad, probably Scott. I <laughs> 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 love that. Yeah, the French lad. Um, yeah, amazing, amazing tournament on the pitch, I've got to say. So, But I, I do have to mention a few of the... the one, one of the issues that I've had, I think, towards the end of the tournament, I don't. I feel like some of the issues that were surrounding the, the tournament being held in the first place were probably overshadowed or not talked about as much after the um, the initial uh, refusal of the one love um, one love armband and taking a yellow card for for, for wearing it. But um, you know, never mind the, the bribery and corruption and surrounding the potential awarding of it. You know, the one and a half million pounds in brown envelopes being given to the guys from Africa and uh, and whatever else in a room and the one and a half million quid that was obviously given to the blind referee that at uh, refereed France against England um <laughs> the um with the two tournaments together so they got their payday but there was 250 billion pounds spent which is 10, 10 times more than any other tournament they basically had to build up an entire city from scratch for it um and you know between they they actually admitted that nearly 500 workers have died um, in the creating of the tournament, but it, it could be anything up to six and a half thousand migrant workers. I mean, some of these guys were working fifty degree heat and you know cardiac arrest and heat heat stress are one of the main reasons for causes of death. And I think seventy percent of the deaths in Qatar weren't even classified because they came under that sort that that um, that title. So they didn't even report them, which is why the numbers are, um, are where they are. But I mean, these guys were working for seventy five p an hour, um, and then a lot of them got sent home with in debt. Um, because a lot of the jobs, some of the jobs weren't even finished, and they had recruitment fees to pay for. And um, I think it was a very sanitized version of Qatar that everyone saw, because apparently the authorities were told the LGBTQ plus community basically to stay away and stay at home. Um, there were alcohol friendly zones um, because that would make the money, but there were there were no LGBT plus Q plus um, friendly zones. Uh, shocker, that wouldn't have made them any money. Uh, so, but in terms of the the, the, the positives, hopefully that'll it'll compel cultural progression in that part of the world, maybe. Um, yeah, and, and it brought football to that part of the world, which, uh, you know, there, there are positives to that, that has to be said. Um, but yeah, I think we need to not forget that that was um, in the background of, of, uh, of what was, what was going on there. Uh, Southgate, Scott. Before we go on Southgate, I want to pick your two brains about, Having the World Cup in the in winter, what was your thoughts on that? Uh, it, it, it well, it grew on me as in the fact that I'm not. I love football that much. I was always going to get into a football tournament, but look, a World Cup is for beer gardens and for been having barbecues and that. Yeah. I, I I would never want a tournament in the winter ever again. I I, I completely agree, Scott. <laughs> How boring is this? Um, no, I completely agree. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't mind it, but I also felt like, and this is a more of a selfish thing. This time of the year, I, I just, I have a lot more like personal commitments, and it, it's just that one of those things. Like, I just, yeah, I'd have much preferred it in the beer garden. Did they not consult the FPL guru before they put it in the winter? Because you know it really annoyed me. Ranking. <laughs> yeah, they only did the first four and a half million people, and they got bored after that. Four point four, 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 four
but oh, these guys, guys can't be playing fantasy football anymore, surely. <laughs> I must be a dead... I'm class as a dead team, I You think. are, you are. Um, my, my take on it, I actually really enjoyed it um, because quite a, lot, quite a lot of the big European clubs anyway have a winter break anyway. So And sometimes there's injuries and people lose out because of that. And in the summer as well, I think some people's already got the flip-flops on and that where they've got to go, actually go back and play proper proper matches again. So it was it was high intense all basically all year, year round. So that's one of the reasons why I liked the winter. But... It's, it's, it's got to be debated though, Baz, hasn't it? Because you, you you know, we have the most goals in the tournament. Um, you know, is that because there were more players playing here that were more, you know, in the groove and and a tiny bit fresher, maybe, or whatever else. And um yeah, that has has to be has to be talked about and has to be discussed, really. Uh, it won't be the last time it happens, I'm sure. Um, especially, you know, especially if... It's going to be all right. It's a World Cup. It's not, as we touched upon in the previous pod, it has to go across the world, not just Europe and South America. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, let's, um, let's go on to the Southgate chat. Yes. Um 73% of you said he should remain. Uh, in our uh, Instagram poll, he's got the got the job until um, Euro twenty twenty four. I've seen very, quite a few heated debates actually about it, and I don't really think it's a it, that much of a heated debate. Um, but I just wanted to talk about Southgate, England's exit. So I think we'll start by talking about the France game, and then we'll get on Southgate itself. But um, obviously, we lost the game two one, uh, which was a real. Shame and a real blow. Um, first goal was definitely a foul on Saka in the build-up. Second, second one hit Maguire. Missed two penalties. I think with a better team. It's just one of those games where I generally thought it was a bit of a 50-50 match, and, and we came off on the uh, on the on the wrong side of the 50-50. Uh, Kane's penalty analysis. I did a bit of this. He's taken two pens in a game six times. Five times he's put the he's gone for the top left corner with the second penalty. There's only one time he hasn't, and I think that was against either San Marino or Bulgaria. Um, but he scored both against San Marino, Panama and Bulgaria, all in decent wins. Um, and he's missed the first penalty against Liverpool and the second penalty against Frankfurt and France. So uh, one of the questions that came out was, should Kane have taken the second penalty? Yeah. That's actually a question. I think it's a yes. I think it's a clear yes. I think it's yeah, ridiculous. It doesn't need a penalty for a reason. So why would you I think, I think the only asterisk to that is the guy who's facing and goal. Yeah. Has he got in his head a bit? Yeah. But he's but, rubbish, at take, rubbish at saving pens. Yeah, he is. Isn't he? he has. Plus, yeah, like, obviously, Mbappe's, look, there's no what. You, someone else takes that penalty, they miss it, they're then a villain. Why didn't you keep it to Kane? Why didn't you keep, at, least it's, at least it's just well, our best, like Baz says, our best penalty takers took the penalty. He skied it. I think, you know, yeah, it is what it is. Two pumped up. Talk about the game. Talk about the game, Scott. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, well, from what I can remember, I was pretty drunk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> them shots, weren't they? Anyway, um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was a, you know, we played so much better than I thought we would have played against France. I was so scared. Like, Mbappe did not have a sniff at all in that game. And we, like I said, we controlled it. Well, second half especially, we've come out with we've we've gone a difference. I think we all said, didn't we, at half time when we were chatting about it, it was like, look, we don't want to go out this tournament on a whimper. We want to give it a go, and we did in the second half. We were a different team. You know, I thought we pressed really well. Um, I thought we battled hard, and I, I just think he just got to have a bit of a rub of the green in these kind of 
kind of situations and tournaments. And like you said, I think the ref was appalling. And I know I think that's an English bias. I think I think Baz would agree as a Welshman. Um he he was absolutely terrible. And it's just gutting because we beat France. I think we win the tournament. As much as it was written in the stands for Messi, etc. I just think we win it. I thought don't get me wrong, I think Tunisia Tunisia, um Morocco. Morocco is a, a tough game, but I think we get by him. Because I think throughout the whole tournament, we played better than France from looking at the games. I didn't, France did not particularly impress me, really, most tournaments, other than at the 70-minute mark, the final. I think, yeah, so for me, it's it's the way we went out, um, the way that that really hurt. It, hurt. it hurt a lot initially, but I was over it quite quickly compared to the Euro one where it's... Oh, God. It Euro, was, I think it, it still hurts me, the Euros, compared yeah. to the game out of the World Cup. <laughs> It must be said, like, that hurt me for a good week. And like, like I say, it still hurts me. I was, like, proper down for a week with that one. Whereas this one, I'm like, do you know what? We couldn't have done much more. That penalty goes in and win the game. Because we beat him we beat him in normal time, I think. I think we nicked one late. So, yeah. It's um, with the stats in the game. So, we had seven shots on target compared to their five. Four shots off compared to their two. We had four block shots compared to their one. We had 57% possession. We had more corner kicks. Uh, we committed less fouls. We only got one yellow card in the whole tournament. And that was in it. Um, it we... Generally, with a with a better team, um, yeah, throughout. But what's so? Th- so this is where we'll start on the Southgate conversation, shall we? Because this is this is one of his main the main critiques of of Southgate is being able to influence games within big games. So substitutions. Did he make them too late? Did he make the right ones? Um, and is this the same mistake we've seen in three now consecutive big matches in terms of delays in terms of making them? What's your take on on that side of the argument, Scott, for the negative towards Salco? Yeah, I get it. So I, I get it. I do. I was, I was, I've been honest. I like as much as I love love Southgate. I, I was also on saying let's get subs on. I'm a big, I'm a big advocate of getting subs on if nothing's changed in the hour mark. Give give the boys another 15 minutes going into the second half. If you know changes need to be made, get them on. Um, I yeah, I'm just looking now just to convert. Yeah, 80th minute, uh, Mount and Sterling were on. Um, again, I'm not look. You can't, you can't. I think the Mount one. I mean, he won the penalty. Like at the end of the day, I'm I'm not a big advocate for Sterling coming on there. I'm never really a big advocate for Sterling coming on anyway. I think you know Rashford's got to be the one that comes on there for me. Rather than when he came on in the 85th minute. I feel I like that 85th minute change and that 79th minute change, that Saka for Sterling and that Foden for Rashford should have been mm. flipped almost. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Sterling should have come on at all because I think Saka stayed on. Yeah. But I think if he'd have gone Henderson and Foden off the mountain Rashford at that point, yeah. I'd have had no problem with that. Yeah, because you don't know what Sterling's head's at either. So he's, he's had all that, you know, the robbery and whatnot. So... Look, I don't know. I don't know why we're bringing Jack Grealish on in the ninety eighth minute. Well, Stones just... was injured, wasn't he? That was well, why, and it was put, just a hit and hope for me. Put put Cody on, put a centre back on. Yeah, they just. Oh, you know, um, yeah. I think yeah. Ten minutes too late. Seventieth uh, minute for me is when I would do the subs. I'm not the England manager, though, but you know, I've got an opinion. I would do them. Um, I, I, I back his subs every time when he brought Henderson on in, against was it the, was it Wales. Um, I backed him then. Oh, he started him against Wales. Then he brought him USA, against the US. America I, to make the name. Yeah, I, I thought he. I thought he was the best player when he came on, and and I was back him. And I was with some of our friends, and they were like, "No, not Henderson." I was like, "Do you know what? Yes, Henderson." Um, but yeah, yeah, too late for me. This one. I think that I think this is one of the big criticisms that I, 
I have of him in particular. Like this is probably like the main the main one that I have is that well, it is the main one. It's not it's not probably the main. It is the main one I have is in the the late changes he made in Denmark in the semi final. The fact that he reacted to the Italy goal in the in the final of the Euros, and he didn't make the change before, even though the game was blatantly going away from us. We had one shot on target in the whole game, and it was the sure goal. Like the, the game was so going was going away from us. He then made the changes in this game after Giroud had scored. I don't know if he was planning to make them or or not before. I don't know. I, don't, I can't answer the question. But it felt like he then made the changes after Giroud scored rather than. Um, but at the same time, I do get that we would in charge of the game and it was kind of a counter-attack to the delay but I feel like he's made the same mistake three times in a in a row really a little bit and that that's the that's the thing that 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 frustrates frustrates me um is like the 4-3-3 though I, I feel like I feel like everyone's sort of happier before this tournament I said this should be his last tournament really but the way that we've gone out of the tournament, the fact that we've played progressive football, 4-3-3, we've been the better team in the biggest game that we've had and we've sort of just come out on the wrong side of it. I think that's the the real reason because before the tournament, it was definitely, well, it was 50-50 and now we're looking at a 75% that we're happy staying. Do you think do you think that that's that? those are the reasons? Yeah, like, I, I think it's how we went out 100%. I don't think it's going out at a quarter final. Like, I think if we've got gone out in a way which has been, you know, pro- pro- progressive football, like you say, and we're utilising, you know, our, our, our best players. Um, I think if we'd gone out to a 1-0 France where we've, like, had five at the back and we've not really had any chances, then, do you know what, I might even be... I would, prob- I would probably be saying, saying, like, we need to freshen it up, we need to freshen it up. But the way we went out, <laughs> say, outplaying the world champions who were apparently shoot our way from winning it again... Like I, I think he deserves a shot when it's only a year and a half towards the next tournament. So, so that one of the debates that gets thrown around is, and you know what your you have your say on this, Scott, is the um, he's a nice guy. He's made the same mistakes. Um, he's but he's not beaten any big teams in big tournaments. A mm. beat Germany, who got knocked out of both group stages in both the last two World Cups, and then Denmark in the semis, who got knocked out in the World Cup. He's only beaten four in twenty four matches, four wins in twenty four matches against top ten teams since he's played. Um, and he is make he makes he, he's not got a cool head in the big games to influence them. Those, those are the those are the, the the big big critiques. Do do you think do you think that any of that's fair, and also, do you think we can win a big tournament with Southgate? Do you think, like your mum says on Instagram, <laughs> go on, Judith, thank you for contributing. Fun. Do you think we can? Do you think we can actually win the Euros? Yeah, I do. Yeah, and I think I, I think he's got a cool head. Bloody hell, he's, he's very cool. Like he's almost too cool sometimes. Um, I, I think he's you know very composed about his about his substitutions, and and let's not forget, like it's, it's not just him. Like he knows his these players better than anyone. Like he's also got coaches that he'll be liaising with, Steve Holland, for example, who's you know has been with him throughout the whole journey. Um, I think we can win. Like we've we've come ahead, you know, we've come so close to winning. We've come a penalty kick away from penalty shot away from winning the European Championship. We've gone, we've 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 come so close to beating Croatia and getting to a final. Look, I think we'd have lost the final in twenty eighteen against that French team Agreed. where they were playing. But we were close to getting to a final, winning it. We got to a Nations League final, which is no mean feat. Now we're relegated. Look, we've come very close to winning stuff. For me, the group of players he's got now, if he was we was to get a new manager in, it would be like, right, 
that's it. Let's try something completely different. He's he's got this group of players playing together, playing with like I loved all the media and like they seem like the best pals and that, and they're playing for each other. And I love that, and they've got the quality. It's a year and a half to the Euros. Like let's let's keep that mentality. If you bring someone in now, he's gonna put they're gonna put their own stamp on it. Um, and I think it was just gonna disrupt stuff. Like I don't, we're not in a situation like Germany are in. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Or, or or Spain yeah. or a Belgium. We're not in that situation. We're even a France. What more can Deschamps do? Like I think we're in a situation similar to an Argentina, that kind of situation. So I think we. Keep, I think he gets the Euros. I think he goes regardless. Like the fact that he's undenied about this, he's going to leave regardless after the Euros. But given the Euros, I think we've got a brilliant chance. Like there's no Brazil, there's no Argentina in it. There's a fading Belgium side. You know this French team out. You know whatever Spain, whatever like. I don't think we're going to be an unbelievable chance to win that Euros. Yeah, yeah, eighteen months away as well. It's short. Yeah. Baz, um, we've uh, we've got two minutes left on this, and then I was going to move on to FPL. Right. So over to you to appreciate it. Right, over so, to you to finish off. My my take on Southgate, right? And people are going to hate me for this. I think he's a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Go on. No, this is this is what I want to hear. Honestly, the players that England have got, he should be up there. He should be up there anyway. Right. First off, in big games, he always plays contained football. No, just play what you play. You've got really good attacking players. Play attacking football from word off. I know you have to contain and stay in the game and stuff like that. But you could be outside. We're having good players that England have got and how much they create. Second half, then that's where you start the high press and playing really well. It's a Jekyll and Hyde situation. And I think he's tactically inadequate. Um, I think the people to progress England, uh, and obviously I'm, I'm for an English manager to be in, in charge of England, is, is either Eddie Howe or, or Potter because um, they're very good tactically and they know how to win games. And yes, yeah, Southgate's won a few games, but as Scott mentioned, he hasn't won against big, big clubs, big, big nations. So that's why if you play, well, Argentina didn't really play a lot of big teams until they got to the final. But uh, that's that's my take on it. And I've kept it short and sweet for this. It's only had two minutes, but no. That's what I think. First half in big games, plays too defensive. Second half, he goes, crap, I need to pull my finger out here and actually play a bit more attacking. Does that, and they look better team. Right. And tactically, that... he's not as good as other managers, and that's why he's been caught out when he took over a club, club team. I think this summarises what a lot of people think. Like, we've got Baz, who's an out, Scott, who's an in, and I've got a massive pain in my backside because I'm sat on a fence. Uh, so I think that kind of summarizes. Well, I'm, I'm more towards. I'm more towards. I'm more towards in after the way that we went out. Though I think, that's I think my there's, thing. there's such less margin for error in international football than there is in club football. Like you say, Baz. I, I you know, I, 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 you know, appreciate your opinions. I disagree with them all, but you know, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. like you, you, <laughs> you know, you're an Eddie Howe who's and Potter. I know Potter's obviously had international. He's added internationals. He was on the 21s, wasn't he? Have I made that up? Um, yeah, I think it was on the 21 manager. Um, but yeah, he's he's I think under seven. No, I'm thinking someone else. I'm thinking of bloody forest manager. Anyway, um, Coops, he's Welsh anyway. Isn't he? well, um, but anyway, yeah, you've got such less margin for error. Whereas if you're in a club club game, you can like, do you know what? Bloody hell, we can just two days later we go again. It's only three points, kind of thing. Whereas 
it's so close to going out of tournament when you're in a, a tournament. I, I I get that there's a bit more freedom when it's in the, maybe the group stage, but still, we didn't want to be... If we'd lost to the US, for example, that makes that Welsh game nervy as hell against a Welsh team, which it was your final, wasn't it, against us? Rightly yeah. so. We, we were just too defensive in that game, yeah. but... I don't you like. Get Potter in, mate. I don't think Page. I don't think Page is any good. I'd I'd have Cooper all day long. Forrest was just yeah. signing a new contract. Get well, lads, in. good um, good 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 chat. Thanks for uh, yeah, the World nice World, World Cup stuff. I, I I like that, and I um, I wanted to try and draw it about half an hour and do half on that, and then half on the FPL stuff. So, um, oh, I think we're in top seventeen. Sorry, oh, this, no, this is um, <laughs> this is the November league table. So, right. welcome back to the All in Football Podcast League. So let's have a conversation about um, the Manager of the Month Award for November. Well done to Sandy Punjan, who's top 139 points, ahead of Neil Ladd and Chris Clegg. It was only two game weeks in November. So uh, so well done to everybody there. Uh, and they, uh, they they join uh, the elite club of the the other three Managers of the Month. We had Nicola Tomlinson, uh, Jeffrey Belcher and uh, Dimple Hunjan. Oh, God, that household's absolutely killing it with one Manager of the Month each, aren't they? Dimple and Sandy. Well, well done, well done, guys. Um, wanted to cover off a couple of things very quickly, so I'm going to talk at you for about two minutes, uh, and then we'll get into drafts. So, players that will be back late from the World Cup final, so players to avoid. Uh, Emmy Martinez and Lissandro Martinez, uh, McAllister, uh, Alvarez and Romero. McAllister, by the way, this January transfer window is going to be mad after a World Cup in over winter, isn't it? Um, but they're the Argentinians. France squad, Canate, uh, Varane and Lloris, and potentially Saliba, because any of them didn't really play much. Um, Croatia, Kovacic and Perisic and Morocco had Ziyech and uh, Aguerd, Aguerd, Aguerd from, uh, from, from West Ham. So they'll all be back potentially late. So uh, we've got three weeks here that are very close together. So there's a chance that they'll miss all three games, um, never mind just the uh, the first one or two. Um, another notable thing to, to point out is the players that are on four yellow cards. So I've picked out some notable players that are on four yellow cards and they've got to wait until their team has played 19 fixtures before they get, um, not wiped, but the threshold for suspension goes up to 10 yellow cards. So we've got Saliba and McAllister again. We've got Leon Bailey, uh, McGinn and Ramsey as well from Aston Villa. Uh, Mitrovic, important because um, he's a walking yellow card. Fabian Scher and Harry Kane were all on four yellow cards and very close to suspension. So I don't think that should, that should sway your decisions too much, but it should um, weigh on your mind to potentially stay away from having Bailey, Kane and Mitrovic all in one team. Wow, that's what that's why I pointed that out. And the injury news: uh, Jesus, Richarlison, and Dallow all look like they're uh, they're going to be out. Jesus for a while, uh, Richarlison for a little bit, and Dallow um, again wasn't in the squad for United Burnley yesterday. Madison's lacking a bit bit of sharpness, but he'll probably be back in the squad. Fafana had a setback in the behind the scenes training um, friendly against Brentford with the one five one. Kepper has been training though, and he's been back. Get a few minutes, and so is Reese James. He got sixty minutes in the behind closed doors training session. Some key players there, um, and Ivan Tony is probably having a bet on the whole thing. So um, it's, uh, it's a risk, risky one putting him in. He faces his charges on January the fourth, I think it is. Um, and mid-season friendlies, we've seen some uh, some interesting results. Actually, I'll just uh, put them on here. Um, Arsenal played quite a few games. Um, one, two, lost two, drew one. Uh, Erdegaard um, got a couple of goals, three goals, and Ketty are also scored. They played five fixtures. Aston Villa played four fixtures, um, winning one of them, drawing one and losing two. Uh, Brentford didn't get a win. They lost uh, two and one. But anyway, I'm not going through all of these. But there's an article on the Fantasy Premier League site if you want to have a look through um, who got who uh, who scored goals in the in the friendlies. 
um, and uh, see who uh, he, see who played. It's sort of been a sanitised uh, version in that sense. There's uh, hardly been as many players uh, playing that should have. And Darwin got two goals, and Salah got one in the most recent one. Right. Hope you enjoyed me talking it for a minute. Let's have a look at the fixture ticker because we're back, baby. <sighs> Top of the ticker for the next seven game weeks because it includes two double game weeks. <clears throat> Is Manchester City with the Leeds away, Everton at home, Chelsea away. Then Man U Spurs is a double game week in game week 20. Obviously pending an FA Cup replay. So if, they, if either themselves or uh, Spurs have to take part in a fourth round replay, no, third round replay, fourth round replay, third round, then um, then they'll uh, that double game week will be cancelled. Then they've got Wolves and they've got Spurs again. And then they've got another double game week against Arsenal and Aston Villa. So City, lads, We'll, uh, I'll, I'll show you my draft in a second. The other teams at the top are Chelsea and Fulham uh, because they're double game weeks as well. You ready to see my draft? You ready? Very exciting. Yeah. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> so my first draft that I've done, which is the, uh, the, 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 the main draft that I've been working off the basis for, it's got three City players in it. It's Cancelo... De Bruyne and Haaland. So I've gone heavy hitting in terms of City. One question came in in terms of goalkeeper rotation and the best goalkeeper rotation by quite a long way, all the way up until game week 38 actually, but you have a wild card to play, is David De Gea and uh, Danny Ward. That's the best goalkeeper rotation you've got. I've seen a lot of keppers uh, because of double game weeks and the fact he's 4.5 million. Uh, don't know if he's going to play or not 100%. Um, but he's been in a lot. So uh, De Gea and Ward are my keepers. Uh, at the back, I've gone with Cancelo, uh, Trippier, Reese James, uh, Perot from Southampton, uh, who have a new manager. And then Nathan Patterson as my four million uh, enabler. Then De Bruyne, Rashford, Almiron, Martinelli, and Andreas Pereira. And then at front, I've gone Haaland, Darwin, and Mitrovic. Um, initial takes on, on this, Baz? Right, initial, initial takes. Any any players that are on here that are locked for you as well, or any players on here that you think, what the hell are you doing, Guru? <laughs> I think the uh, back three is quite solid. Um, I don't think about the Southampton uh, defender. Uh, I don't think Nathan Jones is going to steady the ship uh, at Southampton, to be honest. Uh, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have him in there. Uh, Martinelli, Almiron and Rashford. Yeah, De Bruyne. Speaks for himself, really. It's just obviously quite a large sum. And I think your front three is near enough what I've kind of put in mind. So yeah, it's a good one. Good. Yeah. Um the the shortlist of players I had wasn't wasn't that long. I had 44 players on it. Um so it, it wasn't, yeah, the most uh, most detailed list. Um, let's let's go let's go back to the um let's go back to the fixture, shall we, if I can find them. So there are a couple of runs that we need to take take um, take note of here, and Chelsea being one of them. This is one of the big debates about Chelsea assets because we have to remember when we go back to the, uh, the Premier League table that Chelsea haven't won any of their last five Premier League games before they um, they come back to come back to this. Um, they're eighth in the table. Um, they lost four one to Brighton, one nil to Arsenal, and then one nil to Newcastle. So two tough games. They lost one nil, but they've only scored one goal in those last three games. Uh, and two goals in the last five. So I've seen a lot of Mason Mounts 
on a lot of drafts. I've seen some people punting on Sterling, Bamiangs, Havertz's, whatever. My first bit of advice, I've stayed so far away from that. It's crazy. And then also, I wouldn't be massively keen on double Chelsea defence, which is one of the other reasons why I've not gone near Kepa and I've just gone with Rhys James because I think he's the most explosive one. Um, lads, your take on, on, on Chelsea because they are a heavily talked about team um, with their fixtures being Bournemouth at home, Forest away, double game week of City at home and Fulham away, followed by Palace at home. Yes, Liverpool away, but then Fulham at home. So they've got a good run of fixtures in this six. I I think with this break in the World Cup, it's you can't can't look too much at form now. If I'm honest, like some some players will have gone away and absolutely smashed the World Cup. Some players will have gone away and had a tough time in it, and might just be wanting to you know be happy to come back to the club. And it's obviously those clubs that you know lower down the league that have that haven't had as many players go to the World Cup. You know they've had that that whole squad together, etc., for some time. So I I'm personally not looking too much at form right now because there's been a big enough gap for players to sort of reset a little bit. Um, so I I think for me I'll be going quite safe this first few weeks. I won't like you say I'm not going to be going for a Chelsea attacker just because they looked a bit bland and it's not like it's not like a Mason Mount absolutely ripped up the World Cup. It's not like an Abamyangs we weren't even there, but you know, um whoever else. Havertz, it wasn't like he scored like loads of goals and looked amazing for Germany. So it's not like I wanna be jumping on one of them. So there's yeah, I I would be potentially looking at a defensive asset, especially a Reese James, who's obviously, you know, had time to recover and play these minutes and stuff. But no, I would I wouldn't be wouldn't be ripping up to get Chelsea attackers in. Um just to touch on Mason Mount briefly. So he's played 14 games this this uh, season. 14? I think it's 14 games. Yeah, two blanks in the middle. <laughs> he's played 14 games this season and he's had 11 blanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, one assist against Southampton. Two big holes against Wolves at home and then Villa away, a 12 and a 15-pointer. But um, the rest of the time, he's only got he's never got more than three points in a game. So you you know he can get you returns in these games. Because let's be honest, like, you know, one, two, three, four, five, five of the next seven, they're decent fixtures. So you know that he can, he's he's a bit of a, I think he's a bit of a differential 6.6% and he's a bit of a gamble. But yeah, I wouldn't be, like I say, if you're playing it safe, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be going with him as well. Um, and uh, yeah, Reese James, still got a flag on him, but he has been playing a little bit. But, I mean, he's not played since game week 10, but... Um, and, and his points were one, two, and one after, but he did start the season on fire with seven, seven, one, and seven. And he he is probably their their best player in terms of attacking returns. So I don't I, I think that with the fixtures, you probably should take a gamble on at least one Chelsea player in your team. I could understand why you wouldn't, but I think you should you should look at it because I I agree with you in terms of how much weight you put on these fixtures compared to form. I think we're definitely more on fixture than we are on form. I think form has to just be thought about, but at the same time, we're more on fixture. Um, Baz, your take on Chelsea, your take on these, how many of these people are on your watch list? Talk to me. I'll scoff this banana. No, this is quite similar to Scott. I know this is quite boring chat on Chelsea. Um, so <laughs> it's quite a boring team this season, though, aren't they? So. They are. 17 goals and 17 conceded. Yeah. Screaming out. Nil nils and one nilers and stuff like that. Um, 
like I say, Rhys James is on my list. Um, Kepper or Mendy, uh, goalkeeping wise, but like I say, for the differential, I'd say either Havertz, but he's a forward. There's plenty of good forwards out there. So would you risk putting him in? Probably not. Um a as well, same. Would you risk it? Probably not. I think Mount would be the only probably potential differential that I would put in. I'm not definitely putting him in because me and Scott are in the same boat. We're quite high up for you. Alex, you might put him in as a differential to try and catch up, maybe. Um, oh, Bamiang. Sterling I mean, again. Sterling captain again. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tri- triple, is it? Yeah, on that double game week. Um, so, yeah, so... It's a, good, it. it's a good point, that, Baz, though. Because you the double game week. That double game week, double day, game week 19, right? City have Chelsea away. Who are you captaining that game week out of like, Fulham and Chelsea players? It's Mitrovic, isn't it? As long as he's you know not suspended, like over all of the Chelsea players, so I'm I'm not gonna unless you want to go with Reese James, but the fixtures are so close together. I'm I mean I'm not so sure. I mean I, there's a graph graphic here by Lego Mane that shows how close they are together. I mean I can't see a Reese James coming back from injury and playing you know, City in the cup as well. They've got you know two day two days three days two days. And the thing is, as well, is if you've got Mitrovic and he hasn't had a yellow card since then, he could be banned for one of them. Of course. So if he's if he's not had his yellow card, you sat there going, oh, it's a bit of a risk to then go for a guy who's going to get suspended. Then, yeah, but yeah, it's, um, I, I just, I think then in, in terms of who you're going to captain this game week, it could even be like Rashford at home to Bournemouth. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's that, it's that sort of game week where, but, but my point was, I'm not captaining any Chelsea players because the only one I would have captained was James and I don't think he'll play both games. Yeah, so I agree. It, it's, yeah, so the, that's the... Cover, cover the cover the Chelsea chat. We've done we've done all right with the Chelsea chat. Um, the Fulham chat, it's very simple, isn't it? Mitrovic and um, Perot. Uh, Southampton's a massive wait and see. Perot's in my draft because I think he looks quite interesting in a back five that Jones is probably going to play at a wing-back role. Um, Arsenal, very interesting because the fixtures are really, really really bad. So, and they're the best team in the league. So West Ham at home, Brighton away, Newcastle at home, Spurs away, Man U at home, followed by then Everton, um, Brentford at home and City at home. So the, the the fixtures actually turn quite nice after 22, if you don't include the City game. Um, they actually become probably the top of the fixture ticker from 22, I think it is onwards. But um, I've seen a lot of drafts which are... Yeah, the top of the fixture ticker after that point. I've seen a lot of drafts that have no Arsenal in them and that only have Martinelli in them because people are uh, scared about losing their value in him. Uh, I've kept Martinelli in here at this very moment in time, but I'm very open to to losing him. Um, lads, Nketiah, an option, Jesus is out. Saka, Martinelli, what have your thoughts been about Arsenal assets? I think defensively, Arsenal have got the best clean sheet, so why wouldn't you... Yeah, they've, they've, they're playing, uh, what was it again? They're playing uh, New, West Ham at home, Brighton away, and Newcastle at home. Mm-hmm. I, I still probably would put uh, probably a White in there or Gabriel or, um, like say, Martinelli. Uh, and Gamble and Niketia, if, if you need a differential, he's going to probably potentially start unless they put Martinelli up, uh, up front and put Nelson at, on left wing. And on Odegaard as well, there's there's quite a, still a few options there going for him. 
Um, I, I wouldn't be scared of the fixture list because we 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 fought that last time before World Cup and they did really well. So I think the strong challenge. I think the Jesus injury is going to be a challenge for him. So we'll see how that that works out after that because uh, he's, he's done his knee or something like that. So I think he yeah, might be yeah. out for a month or two. Months, so. Yeah. I, it's really interesting because I think the direct question is, and Scott, like you've you've not really looked at FPL yet, so you've got a, a bit of a clearer view on this. Forget team value, forget Martinelli point falls and all this sort of stuff. Even with those fixtures, are we being because you know we talk about former fixture? Even with those fixtures, are we being stupid to not have any Arsenal in our teams? I don't think you're being stupid. I, I back what I said earlier. Like it's a bit of a reset now for me. Like they were on an unbelievable run. They didn't know how to lose. Obviously, you can see see the uh, form guide there. But that's reset now. Like I said, some of the you know they've, they've had a few Brazil players that have gone away and suffered some heartache. Favorites for a World Cup, and you you know you don't you don't make it past the uh, the quarterfinals is you know it's an absolute underachievement for him. So I don't think you're stupid at all. Uh, you know, we could turn around and like just carry carry on where from where they left off. But I agree with what you both said about Jesus. What's a player for him? He just links the play. He does what a prime Firmino did at Liverpool. He links, he works hard, he dictates from the front. I don't think Nketiah's got like any of I don't think he's a bad player. He, he had back in the last year, he was brilliant, wasn't he? He was scoring for fun. Um, he's got a brilliant cup record, but I don't think he's going to be that same sort of player. Um, I I don't think you're an idiot at all for leaving any Arsenal players out because for me I'm just I am just looking at fixtures for now. 0.8 percent owned, 6.5 million in Katia, Um as as a as a punt. I, I think um, it, it's going to be an interesting to see what people's teams are because I think we'll see a lot of people panic about selling Martinelli because they've got him at six million now he's worth 6.8 and they're selling for 6.4 and they lose 0.4. It's one of the things that doing so rubbish this year. I don't care. I've cared too much about team value. I'm not talking about care about FPL. I, I love FPL. I care too much. I do a podcast about it for God's sake. But I I don't care about the point two or three in Martinelli. If I think it's the right decision to get rid of him, I'll get rid of him. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter that much because he's still a bargain to buy back. So don't let that channel. Yeah, but who would you get in if you take him out? Well, should we talk about the shortlist? If we want, I've got my watch list here. Um, a, a well, Saka him, aren't you? <laughs> oh, well, Saka's on the list. Uh, but Kulazewski's uh, got to be right up there for me. Yeah. Um, I think, and, you know, when you look at um, Rashford, Rashford is obviously being anyway. Almiron is somebody who's in there. Um, Andreas Pereira um, has to be in that team as well. And then it's how many premiums you want to go for. Do you want to be in for Foden or KDB? And um, we'll... Uh, Rodrigo leads potentially. He did score again in the uh, in the in the preseason. Newcastle at home, Liverpool away, Fulham, Forest, Brighton. Leads are. Um, I was going to get into the scored twenty-two goals in the top ten. City. I just think City and Newcastle straight back. I'm not going to put any Leeds players in straight away. That's my. That's my only thing. Those two fixtures straight away make me go, uh, and it's West Ham at home, Villa away with an Emery team, but then Brentford and... For- I actually don't think the Villa, Brentford, Forest, that run of three is not too bad. You know, if you wanted to try and take it, make a move on, but I, I wouldn't be touching Leeds the first the first yeah, two no, fixtures. But- it's an option, isn't it? Of course it's, it's, it's mad, isn't it? I totally forgot Emery was at Villa. 
this is it, isn't it? But, <laughs> the, the, but the reset and like Lopetegui's at Wolves. Yeah, exactly at Wolves. Yeah. Yep. It was a bottom of the league. And it's Costa, of the league, it's Costa one that we need to jump on. No, but... <laughs> oh, he's but... banned, isn't he? He got sent off. <laughs> he is, well, and Jimenez is back as well. He's got a penalty in his it... priest, one of the midweek he'd games. He had a good World Cup, didn't he? Wah. I think Adam Teori might be a shout. Oh, OK. Um, and uh, what about Kinder Bueno at the back? He's uh, he's he's played again midweek in the um, in the League Cup game. Played ninety well, minutes. I don't know. We've talked way too long on the worst team in, to watch in the, in the Premier League this season. Aren't what we about there? Johnny? Everyone wants a Johnny. Really <laughs> <laughs> need one. Uh, but he, but Bueno's three point nine million. He's in a lot of drafts actually. Funnily enough, so if you're really struggling, he's probably the best three point nine million option. That's covered that off nicely. Uh, yeah. And Ketty, we've discussed KDB versus Salah, right? So. A lot of people, if you're going to go for a premium asset in midfield, um, that and rather than heavy up top, then it's KDB versus Salah. So let's have a look at the the fixtures. Go on, Scott. Do you say something, Scott? Sorry. No, no, no. I've oh, got a question on. for you in a second, though. That oh, okay. you should know is an FPL guru. No, God, probably not. Um, not this season. So uh, City have got arguably better fixtures. Liverpool have only got two home fixtures in their next six. That's right, in their next six. And that's Leicester and Chelsea. They're away to Villa, Brentford, Brighton and Wolves. Um, it, it, it's, it, I'm still, Salah was in better form coming towards the end of that time. He's had a break. Um, he's scored in his midweek game. Um, I, I'm not massively sold on Salah. He's not actually been in any of my drafts. I've either had KDB in my drafts or I've gone for um, Haaland and Kane and gone for like Foden or someone cheaper in midfield. So I think you can go without Salah. Um, I think you can go without any Liverpool assets, to be honest. Uh, Villa away, Leicester, Brentford, Brighton would make me want to have one and that's why I've got Darwin in my drafts. But um, if it's KDB versus Salah, it's KDB. That's the answer to the question for me. And do you have to have Salah? The answer is no. Uh, in my personal opinion, lads, what's your question for me, Scott? Oh, well, I wanted to know, and I've just found it on Instagram, I wanted to know if you went on holiday. Because uh, if he stayed and just got his head down, I was like, I'm going to be most Salah. I'd have been like, do you know what? We're going to have to jump on him. But he's there in a pool. And for me, that doesn't look like the kind of guy that's going to be pulling up double-digit holes this season. So that's, I'll be honest, that's annoyed me. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Like, yeah. well, I don't know. It's all right. Three days ago, he's panicked and put one of them doing weights. That's a joke, isn't it? That is sickening. So, yeah, yeah it's KDB all day long. For me, That's... I was more gutted that um, Diaz got injured. Mm. He was in my draft because I thought it was at 7.7 or 6 or something like that. And I thought he did really well before his injury. He was, he was, he was prone to come back. And then he got uh, a setback. And I was, I was good for him, to be honest. I really enjoyed watching him play. You sent him a card, mate. Yeah, I have, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you got to pay a post. It's like you getting pissed off with uh, salary to pool. Yeah. <laughs> get well, get well soon, Lewis. I've I've I've, I've messaged him, mate. I've <laughs> put up slings through his Instagram. Send him, him on Twitter. Like, so. Yeah. Just touch on Man United. So Forest at home, Wolves away, Bournemouth at home. Um, then they've got City and Arsenal, but three fantastic fixtures. Uh, I've got two United players in my draft. Uh, Rashford is a lock for me in mine. Um, yeah. th- don't get me wrong, 
I really like Bruno as a differential. Mm. I think with penalties, you know, Ronaldo gone, he's, you know what he's like without Ronaldo, he, he gets returns mm. with Ronaldo, he doesn't. So, and he's he's not too bad at just over nine mil. Um, but I think when I look at Anthony, I'm going to go for Rashford. If I'm going to look at Martial, I'm going to go for Rashford. If I'm going to, all of them, I mean, his goal last night was class. I mean, McTominay's assist was unbelievable. Uh, but then Rashford carried the ball 60 yards. <laughs> Took it past everyone if anyone's seen it and scored. Yeah. What a what a goal, Brilliant by Rashford. Goal. Um, he's he's nailed for me. Uh, Rashford, a, a must have. Is, is he is he not been in any of your drafts, Baz? For an example, he's always been in mine. Yeah. Um, got it, got it to say because obviously he scored against Wales, but he's just looked good. It's just <laughs> easy as that. He's looked back how he he's got form again. He's got he's got the um, desire and passion. Because before he didn't, he just looked like he was just there for a paycheck, like most of the Man U players were. Um, <laughs> we were terrible. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think he's got that energy and fight back in him to to actually look a player, yeah. and he, he's starting to be a player now. So. He's one of the he's one of the locks in my team, absolutely. Um, just just to go on to the the, the third city aspects, that was a question. I don't think we fully covered it, um, but. If let's just say Cancelo and Haaland are two that are definitely going to be in, I mean KDB mm-hmm. surely surely third on that. But ass, well, ass. okay, well this 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 isn't because the next question was is Cancelo still no, a must? No, no, because it wasn't. It was we were we were on question marks over him anyway before mm. the break, wasn't we? Because it was like it wasn't you know returning. This is going to make me like a mug, isn't it? But it wasn't right. returning as much as like he had done it's in not. previous, and he's had a really poor World Cup. He got dropped, didn't he? Like he didn't even play. Like, and so I, I don't think he's a must-have at all. Walker at four point eight. If you want access to the city defense, then what's not a bad chance? What, the rest what, of the what, what, what are the Premier League games been like? Because I feel like they've been leaking at least like a little cheeky goal here and there. Let's uh, let's go on to here because uh, I, I, for me, you can stay away from him. Like a, a defensive and, asset, yeah, well, defensive assets. They have conceded they're the best in the league, aren't they? It's defense, no. but 14, 14 goals. But most recently, um, yeah, they conceded. Yeah, they lost to three Brentford. Out of the last four. One, yeah, so three yeah. out of the last four games they were conceding, and, and I remember that because it was annoying. And he wasn't getting as many attacking returns. So I, I don't think it's ridiculous at all. I'll probably be in my team, but uh... no, I, <laughs> but again, but actually, I don't think it, he's somebody here. Which is, you know, you'll get your eighteens and your nines and your twelves and your elevens. Like those are four returns in fourteen weeks, like big returns. So you're going to get kicked by him occasionally. It's just the way that it is because he he does have those returns in him. But his points per ninety over the whole seasons at five point six two. Trippier's obviously ahead at six point five one. But then if you go to the um, the last sort of eight game weeks, um, Cancelo was right the way down here at 4.65. Um, you know, Trippi is at 7.8, Castani is 6.8, Amati, funnily enough, 5.7. But like, you know, Ben White was at 5.5 with Gabriel at 5.5 again. Um, it's one you know, of, it's one Robert, of those, Robertson there, was better. Well, it's one of those, isn't it, where like if if you you know Man City was solid, 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 solid. You know, right? Well, guaranteed, pretty much a clean sheet. Anything so, how much attacking returns is going to come? And when they're not guaranteed the clean sheet, you may as well just look at the best informed defenders in the game, regardless if they play for a whoever. 
because like you say, even if they're a Trippier and Newcastle are considering them, they're fairly solid. They're Leicester. They have the leaks for fun this season. But if Man City are going to concede goals anyway, you may as well just be looking elsewhere. Yeah. It's um it, well, you've just you you just contradicted yourself by saying, Yeah, the season starts again and everything like this and Well that's why I told you Cancelo is gonna be my team. Yeah, exactly, yeah, true. But it, it, it was someone that I know for like the last couple of weeks going into the break. He was one that I I know I was thinking, bloody hell, he's annoying me that he's not getting yeah, the attacking yeah, returns it's and the leaking. So it, it, from be, him being a, like like Trent was last year, a mainstay, we've got to have a cancellor. We've got to have a cancellor. I don't think we was at that mindset beforehand. But he's like I say, he's probably gonna. I'm gonna be starting him with my team. But it won't surprise me in a couple of weeks. Same time, if City are conceding that he comes out for a Castagna or someone like that. If you're if you're able to if 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 the difference is you can have Cancelo or not and then you can really improve your your midfield and attack. It's you you the question is is well the question was is Cancelo still a must? The answer is no. Yeah. So we can uh, we can move on from that. Uh, best rotating keepers I touch base on. Um, is it time to go big up top? So it takes us <laughs> uh, takes us to the to the to the Harry Kane situation. So Kane Brentford away, Villa at home, Palace away. Then they've got he's got a double game week: Arsenal at home, which he loves; City away. Then he's got Fulham away, City at home, and then Leicester away. So he's actually got some really really good fixtures. Then at that point, and I think he looks like a a, a fantastic option. Um, he's the second highest FPL scoring asset. So far this season, Richarlison's injured, so he's pretty much nailed, as nailed as Kane always is. He's He's been in quite a few of my drafts. Baz, your take on Kane? He's, he's never come out of mine. Since I've put him in, he's never come in. He's, do, he's do you know consistent. What? Twitter? He's he's like Ireland. So <laughs> why Twitter's, Twitter's, Twitter's actually against Kane you know, in the FPL community. That, that, gonna, that's that's gonna, what I think. He's got to prove a point, hasn't he? Yeah. End of the day, he's missed a penalty. He's not one of them guys to shy away from it. He's going to be in spotlight and he's still going to be banging in them goals for Spurs. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't, I'd be shocked. Put it that way. And I think that they're quite far goal, down he's this He's a goal scorer and a creator. He's, he's a weird one. He's like a number 10 and a number 9 mixed in one. It, and when Son's playing well, he's even better. But he hasn't been playing well, Son. And Kulieski has been playing very well since he yes. came on. That's why I would have Kulieski and Kane in my team. And that's what it's going to be in, in the season because I did have Diaz and then I got rid of Diaz and I put Kulieski in. So they're the two top assets that I would have. I think I'm I'm more this double Liverpool Darwin Salah thing's not for me. I'm more the, the double Kane and Kulu over the double Darwin Salah. Um, and the next four fixtures, I think this is, I think this is quite hard. Brentford away is obviously a tough game, and so is Palace away. But Brentford well, Villa, Brentford away. yeah, Brentford Villa and Brentford. Don't, don't talk to me about Brentford away. Um, <laughs> but Brentford away, Villa at home, and Palace away. I think he's got. I think he's got three of the best fixtures to come back to. Okay, like I think he's he's in a lot of my drafts, um, along with. You know, United players, City players, trying to fit a Chelsea player, and then a couple of Fulham players. I, I, for me, he's he's right up there as a as, as an option. So, um, big up top is 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 an option for me. Yeah, I, I don't I don't disagree with it. If you did want to uh, to go go ahead with it, um, 
Should we stay away from Liverpool's defence? Was a question that came in. What uh, What do you think, Scott? Do you think we should yeah. throw form out the window and go back to and go to back to, to, to Liverpool defence? I mean, they've got Villa, Leicester, Brentford, Brighton. Next I think when four. you look at I think when you look at Liverpool defence, you want Trent or Robert, really. Uh, you know, and are you really going to pay that price right now to get them in? Probably not. Again, it's not like. Well, Robbo won at the World Cup. Unlucky. And uh and it wasn't like Trent had a great well, barely did he come on? Barely played, did he? No, uh but barely played uh, at all at the World Cup. Um so no, I, I wouldn't be too tempted right now. I'd be sticking to what I know with your your trip. For me, stick to what you know from the season so far. Trippier, he's you now he's played, he's had decent minutes at the World Cup and A for England. You've got other other defenders like you reach James, you know what you're going to get with him. Cancelo, you know what you're going to get with him. Um, so I, I quite, you know, I, I don't mind what you've gone for there. I, I wouldn't be wasting my money on Trent right now. It wouldn't be surprised me though if in a few weeks we're going, do we get Trent in for Cancelo, for example? If you, for example, got Walker in here for just to just to throw this out there, and then you could quite eat, could you could you get that to about two point seven? I think you could go Darwin to Kane or roughly. Maybe I'm just slightly out of that. Yeah, you know, one one point one. Again, you you you'll have these debates. Am I better with Cancelo and Darwin versus Kane and Walker? And you'll have these these conversations with yourself. Uh, and I will uh, when I'm thinking about it. So um, yeah, <laughs> sorry Georgia. Rob, uh, Robbo over Robert Trent. I I agree in terms of the numbers as well. If you're going to go for a Liverpool defender, it's it's Ro- it's Robbo uh, Robbo for me. Um, That's it. A good shout. He's back from injury. It just depends on it because Canate. Yeah, but Canate is obviously not going to be there, is he? Um, I won't touch base on this because there's quite, quite a lot of you know fixtures to fill in. But just just to just to bear in mind now, so we're looking forward and um, I, I was good. I'm, I'm going to do a bit of chip strategy further down the line because we're not going to do we're going to do these next these cover these next three game weeks and be back with you sort of early January maybe about the, the 10th the 11th maybe something like that we'll record before game week 20 but by that there are some potential fixtures that could fit into these these rounds and fixtures you know in the semi-finals for example um, a lot of them aren't needing to be televised these rescheduled Premier League games so some could fit into game week 21 um, there's, there's a there is a potential that Brighton could have a triple game week in game week 21 because they've got a couple of fixtures to rearrange that, and both of them aren't on TV. So if they need to clash with the semifinals of the Carabao Cup, they can. They're out of the semifinals. The fixtures they need to rearrange are out. There's a chance they could have a triple game week and they'd be well-spaced out. But anyway, we will have a look at the the, the chip strategy um, probably the next podcast that we do. Um, but yeah, just keep an eye for fixtures because double game weeks can drop in here and there. We've got quite a handful of fixtures to rearrange. So just keep an eye on the schedule and follow follow Ben Crell in the. This is the time of the season when he comes into his own. Um, you know, this sort of stuff is just. I mean, I'm never doing this. Yeah. <laughs> so he's uh, he's got the ability to produce these fantastic fantastic graphics and um, and we can uh, we can look at all of these bits and bats. Um, but yeah, looking longer term. Keep all the chips for now, and uh, and we'll uh, we'll address that further down the line. But yeah, have a have an also have a tinker. Get yourself on FPL team. You don't have to create an account or anything. You literally uh, go on to uh, to plan, and then type your team ID in, and you can tinker as much as you want to. You can have a look uh, forward to what your team will look like in any of these other game weeks. Um, yeah, I think it's, and play with your play with your captaincy as well to to see what you think. 
Uh, two things. Um, so I'm conscious we've, uh, we've we've run over the hour and a bit here. And I didn't want to uh, drag this on too long because people want to listen to this before they have the Christmas dinner. I mean, they might even put it on with their family, actually. Yeah, it, 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 Merry Christmas, everyone. If you're sitting there with your grandma right now, listen to the podcast. Yeah, fantastic stuff. Um, differentials. So I, I went through my my watch list and, um, you know, the, the usual suspects on there, Cancelo, Robbo, Trips, James, Walker, Shaw, Salah, KDB, Foden, Madison, all these players. Uh, but differentials. So I came up with a 15 that were that, that are under 10% owned. So De Gea and Kepa, 75 and 2.8% owned. Robbo at 5.2, Walker at 3.5, Shaw at 2.6, Perot at 0.6. And also... Lindelof's going to play, by the way, for United the next three weeks. So if you are looking to go hard attack at these three matches, he's 4.3 million, he's 0.1% owned, and he's going to play. Um, we played him and Casemiro at centre-back last night. Um, How long is Martinez fighting for? I think he's still there, isn't he? Um, <laughs> three weeks? He'll <laughs> be out. Well, it's three game weeks, and, and it's three matches in the space of a week. Basically. Oh, right, okay. okay. So... Um, but yeah, just to just to, to think about that. Midfield Kulazewski at 4.9, Mount at 6.6, Anthony at 4.5, Bruno Fernandez at 2.6. And there are there are players like Joe Willock, for example, who's like 0.5 and whatever. But I just put a cheap, cheap midfielder in there to, to make up the bench. And then up front, Anthony Marshall at 2.4. You've got uh Che Adams 1.2, Ings 1.6, and then Ketty at 0.8. So you have some some real differentials in there that you could you could look at. Um, I like Pats and Daka. That's nice. Have you sent him a card as well? No, I mean Pats and Daka. Don't is he injured? Yeah, he's uh, got his all, mate. He's just um, he, no, no, no. He's not. He's just rotating, isn't he? He's, I, um, say, I think. He's, I haven't seen he was injured. I he's in rehab, yeah. mate, with Jesus. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so, uh, what, Daka. So what's he? What's his ownership? I don't know. Probably pretty low as well. Uh, I thought. No, obviously we're dragging over time, right? But I just thought he was quite a good differential. Yeah, 1.15.7. 1. 1. Problems are Leicester. They've got Newcastle and Liverpool when you first come back. So, again, I'm Newcastle not looking... Score, uh, Leicester score goals, aren't they? They do, yeah. I, I, think, I think, again, for, for me, I look at these teams and I think, generally speaking, if I'm building a draft, I'm double or triple City. I've got a piece of Chelsea in there. I've got a piece of Fulham in there. I've, I might have some Arsenal, but I might take a view on them. I've got at least double Man United. Uh, my cheap... Cheap bench players are probably coming from um, Pereira, Patterson, Ward, and one other. Um, and then, yeah, I like I'm going to have Kulu or Kane in my team probably. You know, one or the other maybe. Um, even though my draft doesn't have either of them at the moment out <laughs> there, but it's probably going to have one of those guys in. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's where I was at. With it. So fixtures. Conscious, I don't want to uh, take up too much of everyone's time. We're going to do three game weeks to cover off, and it's really easy because they're basically three Haaland captains. But the <laughs> deadline is uh, Monday the 26th of December. That's Boxing Day at 11am. So before you tuck into your leftover turkey sandwiches and pigs in blankets, um, these are the games. They're all on Prime. So uh, it's 12.30, Brentford against Spurs. And it finishes off with Wednesday the 28th, which is at Ellen Road, under the lights, City, play Leeds. Um, so uh, excited to watch Haaland there. I think he'd be, be do really, really well. Uh, any any other uh, standout candidates, boys? Uh, obviously, you won't go for the early kickoff uh, for, for Kane. Um, Villa are playing Emery at, uh, at Villa Park. So difficult Man, Man United, them. you've got to look at Man United there, surely. If you've yeah. got your Rashford in or if you've gone for Bruno... For me, I would be looking at Man United over Man City. 
You think so? So you I just always it. think Alan Rhodes is really. T- I don't know if it's because I've lived in Leeds this long now. I'm the, I'm the biases just all over me. But brainwashed by Leeds fans. I just think that Ellen Road game, like you say, under the lights. I think that's a really tough game for City. Whereas maybe Ra- Ra- Rashford against Forest. Yeah, just at home. It's a forest. You know me. I love my home fixtures. So I'll be, be watching whatever Alan McCoy is commentating on. To be honest. Oh, we on, he's on Prime, isn't he? So I'll be loving it. Yeah. He's doing so all I'll, send, I'll send him a card as well. Just... <laughs> I'm still waiting for my card. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this week, you've got uh, uh, City at home to Everton at a three o'clock kickoff on the 31st of December. Um, any other standout fixtures? Spurs at home to Villa, maybe. Chelsea away to Forest. No, Liverpool, Liverpool no. Salah against Leicester. Any, anything else here? Man United playing bottom of the league. Definitely Wolves, going. Definitely going to, yeah, definitely going to say that again. Nitro, Fulham, Southampton. Oh. Yeah, bet, you don't do it. <laughs> bet you don't go Rashford. I bet I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll do it. I like that. I yeah. thought you weren't taking any risks. Like, I, don't think that's, I don't think that's a risk. Uh, kick off Saturday. I'll tell you what. No, I'll not this you... game. Bloody hell, I'm not going for... <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you straight <laughs> up. It, 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 it's, it's a risk eh, not going Haaland, whether you think he's going to bag or not, because I've gone against him four times and he's got three hat-tricks. He's been on holidays. He's been on holidays. Oh, so that's annoying me. I don't think any of them should have gone on all day. It's a joke. Game week, joke. game week 19 is one where it could be definitely a differential because Chelsea have got double game week, Fulham have got double game week. Um, so Mitro is is um, is an option and any Chelsea player if you wanted to go with James for an example. But Man United at home to Bournemouth for Rashford or whatever else. Um, 100% Rashford again. Yeah. So you've, so that's, so you've gone Rashford, Haaland. I Rashford. might get Rashford, Rashford, Rashford. Leave your team. Yeah, yeah. team. Early kickoff on a Saturday. You're never going Rashford, Rashford, Rashford. You're going Rashford, Harlan, Rashford. You or Rashford, Harlan, Mitrovic. Uh, what... Sorry, did Mitrovic score like 20 goals in the World Cup? I think everyone needs to just chill out a bit. Away to away to Leicester. Yeah, he's talking cheddar. And then uh, away to Leicester at home against Chelsea. Yeah, yeah horrendous. Games. Horrendous. If you if you go Mitrovic, you need to delete your team. <laughs> That could be a great excuse for me to delete my team. <laughs> Start might again. Be, might be on more points. I really, I really want to try and win that game week twenty mini league. You know the te- people that join in game week twenty, so they have like a separate mini league, don't they? Like every, so you know what it says on your league. I, I taught someone this by the way. I don't even, do you even know this? No. So, so you go in leagues and cups. So it says game week one. That's because that's the game week you join the 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 actual game. No. So for all these people that join like later. They can try and win this this mini league. Mm-hmm. So you, when, when are you joining? Oh, I'm going to rejoin in game week twenty after oh, wow. Captain really? Mitrovic in a double game week, and he uh, gets suspended in the first one with a with with a red card. <laughs> I think you deserve that, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, um, but boys, thank you ever so much. Uh, hopefully, we've covered everything. I think we've answered every single question. Um, yes, I think we have. Anyway, I'm sure I'll get told if not. Um, but uh, deadline is Boxing Day at 11am so make sure you get your teams in by then boys thank you so much for joining me on this bumper edition of the F Fantasy Premier League All in Football Fantasy Premier League podcast show uh, don't forget to like and subscribe to our channel to our videos to our podcasts and um, we'll be back with you after uh, after game week 19 where we'll be previewing um, probably some chip strategy some more double game weeks and, uh, and going through this so happy tinkering um Thanks ever so much for uh, for joining us. And uh, have a thank Merry you Christmas and Happy New Year. Absolutely Merry Christmas to all the family who are listening together uh, around the camp around the campfire, not outside, yeah. Around the log burner. 
And uh, and Scott, ha- happy tinkering. I hope you're. Uh, I hope you're looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to seven o'clock on Boxing Day when I'm going to be doing my team. <laughs> Cheers, lads. See you later. Yeah.